Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message. First Kings chapter 17, First Kings chapter 17 today. I want to welcome all our online viewers wherever you're at. I've been getting several messages from people all over the world watching. I thank you for watching today. We bless you in the name of the Lord and we pray that God would continue to move in your life as we stand before the word of the Lord today in 1 Kings chapter 17. I've been uh, preaching. Uh, if you're new today or this is your first time being here, uh, I want you to, if you would please for me, go, go back and try to catch up on some of the messages. You can find them on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page. But we want you to catch up with it because I've been laying a lot of groundwork that's helping the church go from seasonal thinking, from seasonal thinking, from level thinking to dimensional believing. And God is calling the body of Christ to dimensional believing. Again, I want to say this before we read the word. I didn't say that there would never be a season because the Bible says there's a season for everything. So I'm not saying that. I'm saying that God is wanting to bring you from always thinking of a level or thinking of seasons to dimensional believing because if you can ever tap in to the dimension of glory that's accessible to you on this earth, then you'll realize that it's not changed by what you, what's around you or what's coming against you because, listen, what comes against you and what's around you cannot change heaven. So when you tap into a dimension of heaven, then what's, what's coming against you or around you had, does not have the power to change that dimension. So we're about to get into this today and, and uh, we're, we're going to go, I'm going to, I don't know how far we're going to get into this today, but I'm calling this message Heaven's Dimensional Provision. Heaven's Dimensional Provision. First Kings chapter 17. Verse 1, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him. Listen now, the ravens, next time you think God has a challenge supplying for you. The, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. But watch this, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then, everybody shout then. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. Let me give you the comparison real quick before we go further. That would be like God saying, listen, I want you to go to Peachtree, the Peachtree Street in Atlanta. I have provided a homeless person. 
I had to catch y'all up so you don't understand the, the culture of widows in that day. I have provided a widow to, 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 to supply for you. Oh, stay with me now. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. I need you to understand she was not sitting at home, not working. The Bible says the Lord will bless what you put your hands to. I need some of you to understand. I'm speak, if you're lost, I'm not talking to you. I'm speaking to the body of Christ. You need to understand that Jesus put wicked and lazy in the same sentence. You wicked and lazy servant. Laziness is a form of wickedness. Get up and let God bless. Let's move on. Amen. Watch this. Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, Hey, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, I do not uh, have bread only, but for a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do. God said that spirit of fear is always trying to creep up and keep my blessing from showing up in the house of God. He said, do not fear. I want you to shout that on three. One, two, three. He said, go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. And it was almost like she was about to say, but, 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 but. And he said, for the Lord says, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord's sins rain on the earth. Do y'all know how powerful the word of God is? If he had not added that little last sentence right there until he sends rain on the earth, people would be visiting uh, the, the, the region of Israel now, that region over there in the Middle East, because there would be a jar of oil no matter how many times you poured it out, it kept filling up. If he had not added that little sentence until the Lord sends rain on the earth, that's how powerful your God is. Watch this. So she went away and did according to the word of the light of Elijah. And she and he and her whole household ate for many days. And the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So I'm talking about today. I'm preaching about heaven's dimensional provision. Father, in the name of Jesus Thank you for your presence that we sense here. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the spirit that I sense here today, the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that as we preach and teach this word, you would give us hearing ears, seeing eyes, and open hearts. I pray that revelation would be downloaded to your people today, God. And Lord, that it would be more than just a good word, 
but it'll be a God word. I pray in the name of Jesus, your spirit would move powerfully as I preach. Lord, I pray, I don't care when, but I ask that your glory show up while I preach here today. I pray that it would so capture and rapture your people that they would find themselves in a dimension that they have yet to walk in. And I pray that it would not just be for this service, but they'll walk out with the dimension on them and in them in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, look upon my availability and not my ability today and grant me a prophetic utterance to speak into the hearing of your people so that when we leave this place, we will know it has been good to be in the house of God today. Have your way in Jesus' name and everybody shout amen. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, give him a praise for his word today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to just take a, just a few minutes because where God is wanting to bring the body of Christ, I'm not just talking about dimensional believing now. I, I, I want you to understand that. Let me just say this before we go any further. God has got me on this thing with this dimensional glory and he's not given it all to me immediately. But every week, the Lord says, now pull up, to, pull up to the table and let me break more revelation to you. This is how I know that we in something. Shout amen. We're somewhere where God wants us to go. Because we have to come before the Lord and say, God, we need it one more time. And we need that manna one more time. And so God is wanting to bring the body of Christ. Push your neighbor and say, that's you. Now push your second choice and tell them that's you. God is wanting to bring the body of Christ to a place to where you walk in a dimensional glory. Now for the naysayers and for the enemy that says that's impossible, I need you to understand the devil is a liar. Jesus walked in a dimensional glory. And he said, the works that I do, you shall do, and greater works you shall do because I have or I go to the Father. Last time I checked, he was seated still at the right hand of Father God. And so he's saying there is a dimensional glory that is available for you. I want you walking in a dimensional glory. I want you ministering in a dimensional glory. I want you, I want you nailing nails at your job tomorrow in a dimensional glory. I want teachers turn around teaching in a dimensional glory. I want the businessman leading his business in a dimensional glory. Whatever you're doing, however you're doing it for God, I, when you show up tomorrow, I want you to say, Lord, I'm ready for the dimensional glory to show up at my business at my classroom at my job whatever you're doing ask God for that dimensional glory it's in that dimensional glory that immediately moments begin to manifest how many can use some immediate moments right now Hallelujah. So I'm talking about not waiting, not waiting for next month, not waiting for next year, not waiting on your prodigal to get saved six months from now, but asking God for a dimensional glory. And when you show, when you get out of here, all of a sudden there's a phone call on your cell phone that says, Mama, I'm coming home. Daddy, I'm ready to get right with God. How many can use an immediate moment right now? This happens when you begin to access dimensional glory. Now, I want to go, go somewhere today because this passage of Scripture 
This passage of scripture is very powerful. And when you begin to see when Elijah realized that he was no longer walking in a seasonal provision, but he was walking in a dimensional provision. Now, let's define this for a moment. If you're writing notes, then I want you to write this down. And even if you ain't writing notes, I want you to write this down. Uh, I want you to grab this. Seasonal provision. Everybody say seasonal provision. Seasonal provision is provision that comes to you with an expiration date applied to it. Seasonal provision. That means that it is provision that comes to you that has a start time and an end time. Seasonal provision means that it is, uh, it is dictated by or influenced by or can be changed by the season. Seasonal provision. That means that, that if you keep a seasonal mindset, that means that you may be walking in an overflow right now, but if you keep that seasonal mindset, it can bring you to a place to where it stops. But God is saying, body of Christ, in these last days, I don't want it to stop. I don't want it to end. I want to keep you in a place to where the blessing continues to pour out on you. That is seasonal provision. Dimensional provision is this. It means that you have tapped into an unlimited resource. You have tapped into a resource or resources that are not of this world, even though they can change things in this world. What do you mean by that? I mean that you have tapped into a dimension of glory that even though greenbacks, money, dollars does not come from heaven, the glory comes from heaven and can bring it to you. Hallelujah. You have tapped into a dimension to where it is no longer limited by, influenced by, or dictated by circumstances or situations that the world brings against it. That's what, that's what dimensional provision is. That's where God is wanting to bring the body of Christ. Now, let me just, let me go a little deeper. Somebody say, go a little deeper, pastor. Let's go. All right. Now, I wanted to, I'm going to give you this, and then we're going to explain this. In verse 7, if you'll see, the Bible says, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Have you ever been in a time where it seemed like what you was receiving from dried up? Have you ever been in a place where it seemed like, I remember one businessman, how many remember the old uh, movie stores? You had to go to the store to rent a movie. Now, y'all folk that's under like 22, you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about right now. But you used to have to go to a blockbuster or you had to go to a video store and every little town had at least one, if not two, and you had to go in there and rent a, a movie. And, 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 if you, and, if, and, and if you didn't bring it back on a certain time, they charged you extra money. And if you didn't rewind it, if you didn't rewind, they charged you more than what it cost to rent the movie. Amen. So you used to have to go to rent these things, right? But what happened is the people that thought that this would always be the case, they turned around and, and, and lowered their anchors there and didn't realize that things were changing without them knowing it. And then all of a sudden there came out something called a red box. And now you don't have to go to the store. You just stop by the red box, throw some money in and grab some out. But then the red box didn't realize it, but there were folk online that was about to start giving you videos. You didn't even have to leave your house. 
what are you, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that they were, they were depending on a resource that dried up on them and they didn't even know when it dried up because it was dictated by seasons and by time. God is wanting to move the body of Christ into a place that no matter what happens in the season, no matter what happens in the time, that you're in a dimensional provision and God is constantly blessing you no matter what's going on around you. Somebody give God a hand clap for that. Now, Elijah was walking in a seasonal provision, not dimensional provision. Stay with me. How do you know that? Because in verse 7, his provision dried up because of what was happening around him. In other words, the rain had stopped, therefore he can no longer drink from the brook. When you have level thinking, and when you have seasonal thinking, you are coming to a moment like this. God is wanting to bring you to a place. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, in this place. He's wanting to bring you to a place that it really don't matter if the rain falls or not. Uh, I'm on, let, me, let me lay a little more groundwork. The brook dried up because of seasonal circumstances. There was no rain in the land. There was no water in the brook. During this time, Elijah was walking in a seasonal provision which means provision that is subject to change at any time or according to time. Church, this is where much of the body of Christ is currently. Their provision is based off of, the, of, of whether the government will or will not continue paying them. Their provision is dictated off whether somebody wants to help them or whether somebody does not want to help them. Their provision is based off of whether the stock market is good or the stock market is bad. Their provision is dictated off whether their boss likes them or whether their boss does not like them. Have you ever wondered though, has God got something else for me that even if I'm an enemy and my boss can't stand me, God has such a glory on me that he can't help but bless me. He can't help but promote me. Ah, we're going to go somewhere. Have you ever wondered, I've wondered this. Okay, stay with me. I'm laying a little more groundwork and then we're going to preach. Have you ever wondered why, why didn't God just make more water come out of the ground? He can do it. He split a rock open and made water come out of it. Why didn't he just allow water to come out of the ground to the brook to keep watering Elijah? Stay with me. I want to give you several reasons for this, and it's going to help bring this thing a circle. Elijah's provision, number one, Elijah's provision was flowing to him out of need, not out of seed. In other words, the brook was watering him, and the ravens were feeding him because he had a need, not because of seed. It's quiet in this Pentecost church, but I think you're writing some stuff down. Praise God, hopefully. Anytime you are receiving provision out of need and not from seed, it is seasonal provision. That means there is an expiration date coming to it. In other words, there is a, listen, there's an end at it. Why is that? Because seed time and harvest is the way the kingdom works. Seed that you sow, listen carefully, seed that you sow in the kingdom of God may leave your hand, but it will never leave your life. 
It may leave your hand, but it will never leave your life. There is seed that I, I'm telling you, there's seed I, that I've sown. I'm, I believe the second week I was born again and it's still reciprocating in my life right now. There is seed that I sowed back last year and I'm telling you if Jesus tarries 10 years from now, it's gonna keep reciprocating because the seed that leaves your hand today will never leave your life when it is sowed in the kingdom of God. Glory. So when... Listen, many times we come to God out of need. That's no, and there's no problem with that because the Bible says that he will supply all our according to his riches and glory. There's nothing wrong with that. But if, that's, if need is the only reason why you're expecting something from God, you're in a seasonal provision. But when you get some faith in you and you say, God, I got a seed that I'm about to sow that's about to open heaven, I want you to know something, that you begin to access a dimension that is not bound by time and is not bound by outside circumstances. Glory be to God. Number two, the second reason why God brought Elijah from that brook. There, there was a widow who had the faith and the honor to receive a dimensional provision, but lacked the opportunity. Oh, Jesus. Is this a little too deep for some of y'all? I pray that it ain't, but, but even if it is, y'all just going to have to choke on it because there's some folk getting helped right now. There, there, there was a widow who had faith and honor to receive the dimensional provision from heaven, but lacked opportunity. Come on, Holy Ghost. Anytime you're receiving, watch this, uh, a provision. J Jesus said this about her. He said, there were many widows Many widows in that day, but Elijah was not sent to any of them, but of the woman of Zarephath. Why is that? Because why was he walking past widows that had many children and were about to die? And why was he walking by widows that needed a miracle, but, 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 but turned around and walked right by them to go find not just a widow, but a Gentile widow to turn around and help? Because God was not being drawn by their need. He's seen a woman who had faith and the honor to open a dimensional provision that would bring it upon her life. Stay with me. So watch this. There's no telling how many widows he walked past in that day. But I'm telling you, he walked by a bunch of them because there was a famine in the land. Now, the widow had faith and Elijah, here we go. This is where I'm gonna kick a little bit of religious spirit in the, in the mouth. The widow had the faith and Elijah was the opportunity. You have to come to a place where you're able to discern Kairos opportunities. Kairos. Y'all, for the new people here, Kairos, Greek word, chronos and Kairos. One's according to time. Kairos means a moment in time where God opens a special moment. How many of you were here, were here in the service Back in uh, March, I think it was, or April, when I was teaching on giving that time, and the glory of the Lord came in the house, and people began to rush to altars and give 
gifts at the altars. How many were here? Lift your hand. Nobody told you to bring offerings down. You just begin to rush to altars and give gifts. We are still hearing testimonies from that one service several months later. What happened? God stepped into a moment opened up a window of opportunity and people were able to discern it. And as you sowed, you sowed into the glory. And as you sowed into the glory, you accessed a dimension that had no limitations on it and it's continuing to reciprocate in your life over and over and over and over again. That's why you don't want to sit at home and that's why you don't want to just be somebody who watches on the TV and that's why it ain't, it ain't about you watching on your phone. You got to get into the house of God because there's opportunities that can bless your life not just now but from now on somebody give him praise if you believe that right now you got to be able to perceive moments listen if you let me say this if you perceive moments of sowing as something being taken from you if you perceive moments like this as something moments of sowing as something being taken from you then you will always overlook opportunities for dimensional provision i need you to understand god does not need your money sowing is not for him it is for you God is not up there saying, I hope Pastor Antoine gives his tithe today because I really want to go eat some good steak tonight. So I hope Pastor Antoine gives his tithe so I can go eat steak. Come on, people of God. Then why is he giving you these opportunities for you? It's to bless you. It's to prosper you. It's to open opportunities for you. It's to bring, it's to, it's to bring dimensional glory upon you and your family. See, I just kicked a religious devil in the mouth. Some of you just got it right then. Stay with me. We're going on. Number three, why, did, why, did, why didn't God just bring water out? Why did God call Elijah from that place to go to that widow. He wanted to reveal to Elijah that there was a dimension of provision in heaven that he had yet to access on the earth. Stay with me on this. The challenge here is that in order to access the dimension of provision that I'm talking about, write these four things down. Put them in your phone, remember them, whatever you gotta do. To access this dimension of provision on the earth, there has to be four things present. A need, a seed of faith, a word from God and the anointing of the Spirit. I'm going to say it again. A need, God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. A seed of faith, whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. A word from God, the flower fadeth and the grass withereth, but thy word shall what? Always remain. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost. This is what brings this is what will give you access to the dimensional provision. Glory be to God. 
God tells Elijah, he says, get up from there and go to the uh, Gentile town to a Gentile widow. I'm about to take you from seasonal provision to dimensional provision. Elijah takes off towards the town and to find this widow. Meanwhile, this widow's gathering sticks to make her last meal for her and her son before they die. She was also, she also was living under a seasonal provision because her provision was dictated off the season they were in, which was a drought. Stay with me. But God is ready to take her and Elijah from seasonal provision to dimensional provision. Elijah shows up with this widow with nothing but the anointing of God and a word from God. He has the anointing of God and he has a word from God. The widow has nothing but a need and a seed. Stay with me. But when she expressed her need and stepped out in faith and sowed her seed, it activated something in Elijah. It activated something that was in him. It activated an anointing and it activated a word from God. Here we go. Now all four of these came together and it accessed heaven's dimensional provision. Now it doesn't matter how whether the rain falls on the land or not. The dimensional provision is there and therefore the jar will not run out of oil and therefore the flour will not run out. It does not matter if there's a famine on the land or not. The jar will not run out and the flour will not run out. It doesn't matter if the economy has went down or not the jar will not run out and the flower will not run out why a dimensional provision had come upon them glory be to God hallelujah church that's why you can't just go to church anywhere push your neighbor and say here's your word this morning that's why you can't just go to church anywhere well I like to go down there because they're going to use me you'll dry up with the rest of them I like to go down there because that's grandmama's church. You'll dry up with the rest of them. I like to go down there because they'll get me out in 53 and a half minutes and I can beat everybody to the chicken bar. Well, you'll dry up with the rest of them because you can have a need and you can have a seed, but if there ain't a word from God and an anointing in the house, these things have to come together to open the dimensional glory and your season, you'll be in seasonal provision, but God is calling you to a place that says, I'm calling you out of seasonal provision. I'm calling you out of level provision and I'm calling you into dimensional provision therefore if it don't matter if you've got five loaves and two fish you can feed a multitude why because a dimension has come on your life and it changes everything my God in heaven hallelujah that's why you can't just go to church anywhere there better be a word from God and there, bear, there better be an anointing in the house of the Lord. Uh, see, this, this is why it really, I mean, this is why it, the, whoever the president is, it ain't gonna change what God's doing with me. This is why it doesn't matter whether they're Democrat or Republican. I might agree with one and disagree with the other, but you ain't gonna change what's coming in my, to me because I have done found out how to access a dimensional glory and they can't change what will and will not come to me. This is why whether the stock market is good or bad, I can tell you I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging for bread. This is why you might have businesses falling everywhere, but I'll start one in the middle of a recession. Why? Because I'm under a dimensional glory and what happens around me cannot change what happens to me. You got to get this. 
You got to get this church. Hallelujah. It does, listen, it doesn't matter if everybody's going crazy. Why? I don't access a dimension that has peace unlimited. Let them go crazy. Let them do what they want to. But I got peace. Peace like a river. Hallelujah. I done learned how to access a dimension that says I am the prince of peace. I am Jehovah, your God. And I'll bring peace in the midst of your storm. Hallelujah. That's why it does not matter. It doesn't matter. Listen, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was praying about this. Uh, this, I said, my God, Lord, I get it now. Aren't you glad that God does things even though you don't even know what he's doing? You don't even know what he's doing and God's doing stuff. I said, I get it now. I understand what you're doing, God. I understand what happened. Me, when me and my brother started our business, we started our business in the middle of the worst recession ever in this country. You don't start businesses in a recession Unless you've got a revelation. <laughs> Unless you've got a word from God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and a need and a seed. And we had a need and we had a seed. And I had an anointing and a word from God. And when all four of these came together, the Lord said, watch this. In the midst of a recession, in the midst of everybody complaining, in the midst where everything's falling, I'm going to bless my children because they know how to access a dimension that ain't nobody else getting to. This is what happened with Elijah and this widow. She had the need, she had the seed. He had the anointing, he had the word. That's why, let me tell you something, and I ain't talking, I'm, listen, I know I'm on this church thing today, but you know, it's good. Need, need to be. But that's why, listen, you want to be in the house of God on a regular basis. You want to be in the house of God on a regular basis. And, and if you're out of town and stuff, hey, it ain't no big deal. But I'm saying if you're just sitting home being lazy, don't do that. Why? Because God has a word. And God has sent an anointing. And you have a need. And you have a seed. And when these four come together, a dimensional provision will come on your life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let me say this for the folk who, who can get a little deeper with me here. When your seed, when the seed of your need, now let me stop right there. Anytime you have a need, God gives you a seed. If you eat your seed, then you'll have to take another uh, walk around the mountain until he gives you another one. So God said, okay, we're going to eat seed this time. Take another trip. I'll see you in six months. <clears throat> Three months, whenever. You haven't learned to quit eating your seed yet. So anytime you have a need, God gives a seed. Pastor, you got scripture for that? Sure do. And God gives seed to the, and bread for food, and he will supply and multiply the seed which you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Anytime you have a need, God's going to give you a seed. Matter of fact, somebody lift their hand and say, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, 
for my seed. God's going to give you a seed. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth, seeing who he can show himself strong through. I believe God's constantly looking for some widows and some people that just got a crazy enough faith to start a business in the middle of a recession, to stand up behind a pulpit in 2009 and say, this is no longer a broke church, but God's about to pour out his glory and his provision on it. And we watched it turn around in one month. I believe God's just looking for some people that'll do it. I believe, I believe he's done found some folk. I believe he's done found some people right now. If he's done found somebody that'll sow seed, lift your hand and say, here I am, Lord. I'll sow whatever you put in my hand. Well, watch out. Watch out. I done said that before and God turned around and brought more. I said, oh, Lord. He said, you said you'd sow it. I said, amen, God, let's go. Watch this. Anytime you have a need, God gives you a seed. Now, listen carefully. When the seed of your need, when the seed of your need, when you have a need and God gives you a seed, you take that seed and you plant it for your need. So if you're sitting there, you know, and you're saying, God, you, you know, this, I'm believing for a breakthrough in this area right here. And I, I, I need a seed to sow. God gives you that seed. Now plant that, name that for that need. Watch this. When the seed of your need becomes the answer to his anointing, dimensional provision will manifest. Back that up with Bible. Gotcha. No problem. Elijah does not have no food. What does he have? A word and an anointing. The widow has food and a need. What if she would have said, you crazy man, you ain't getting my cake. Come over here, I'm going to call the man to you. you. Don't be trying to take my stuff. What if she would not have, watch this, what if the, the seed of her need would not have been the answer for the anointing? She would not have received dimensional provision. Can I kick one more devil in the face and then we'll go home? <laughs> Pastor, why do you preach so passionately and teach so passionately against this? Because all of our lives, especially here in the South, we've been taught, church don't want nothing but your money. You see that, pre you see that preacher, that preacher out there, right? He got a good car. You ain't got no good car. You see that jacket he got on up there? There ain't no telling how much that jacket costs. I'm in this thing right here, Mike. Go on, get it ready, Mike. They might get, no, I'm just kidding. All your life, this is what you've been pushed at. They ain't said it about nobody else. They ain't said it when you went down there and spent $150 on scratch-offs. 
went and spent half your check on, on scratch-offs, but didn't nobody say nothing about that? You didn't win nothing but a free ticket. You want a free ticket, now nobody say nothing. Didn't nobody say anything when you went down there and, and, and overpaid for Milwaukee's best. Didn't nobody say nothing when you went to the casino and dropped half your retirement. Didn't, no, <laughs> didn't nobody say nothing when you went out there and bought a car that you knew you could not afford. But all of a sudden, folk want to talk junk when you start sowing in the kingdom. Why is this? Because it's a spirit. And that spirit wants to keep you. It's, a, it's the spirit of the crab. When they see you start crawling out, they want to grab up and reach up and pull you back down. But you just need to tell them, I ain't letting you pull me down no more. I ain't letting no devils pull me down no more. I ain't letting your broke mindset pull me down no more. I ain't letting your denomination pull me down no more. I ain't let your religion pull me down no more. I ain't letting your racism pull me down no more. I refuse to stay in this bucket. God is calling calling me up out of this place and I'm ready to go higher. I'm ready to access a dimension of provision so that no matter what I walk through, the David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? His rod is my staff and they comfort me and he anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over. This is where God is trying to bring the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you one more example. And I pray that my board does not beat me up. Matter of fact, if you're a board member, stand right quick. I, stand up. I, I, wanna, I know some are counting right now, but we got Phil over there. We got Ray. We got Donald. We got, we got people all around here. I don't know where the rest of them are, but they're probably counting right now. Ken, I didn't forget your name. I just, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying. This board is so gracious. Let me tell you about this board. I hear horror stories of pastors with boards. I'm like, God, I don't know what, what y'all got going on down there. I ain't never had nothing like that. I have such a gracious board that they're about souls. They're about the kingdom of God. I'm telling you. So I, I didn't ask for their permission on this, but they'll, they'll, know, they'll, they'll be cool with it. When we looked at the tent awakening, we said, my God, this has the potential of impacting and saving many. Now remember, when the need, when the seed of your need is the answer for the anointing, it brings a dimensional provision. So watch this. <clears throat> when we looked at it, we said, the first week Put your neighbor say week number one. We ain't even in week number two. First week, the Ten Awakening had a $65,000 ticket on it. As a board, we had to look and say, if we don't receive one offering, 
we good with it. We going after souls. We, we about to impact the region and we're about to kick the devil in the face because there's sons and daughters that do not know that God has called them and they need the Holy Ghost and they need to get born again and we're going after them. Watch. The Lord knew this. We didn't bring it before you. We didn't say nothing about that. Not one thing. The Lord knew it. Now, every night when we would stand up to receive an offering, we kept hearing about people that would give an offering and all of a sudden, crazy stuff started happening. One night, I was sitting there and I prophesied over a woman. I said, ma'am, the Lord's about to bless you in, a, in an extraordinary way in your finances. And I said, and this is how you're going to know. He told me to tell you in the next 24 hours, he's going to put seed in your hand. And when you sow that seed, God's going to open something up for you. And the power of God hit her and she hit the floor. And before she got up, somebody walked over and stuck seed in her hand. And she said, I sowed it and things began to open up for me. These types of things kept on happening and happening. Right now, people are still being blessed by it. What happened? What happened there was a need the church looked at it and said this is a big ticket there was a need but when your seed the seed of your need hit watch this now hit the anointing in that tent awakening something began to open for you this is what happens when a dimensional glory, a dimensional provision begins to come on your life. And we look back at it. We was in a board meeting not too long ago. We looked back at it and, and one of the board meetings, I can't remember if it was Phil, who said, he said, it was as if we never even spent that money. He said, it was as if it... We never even spent it. He said, matter of fact, I look, because Phil's our treasure. He said, matter of fact, I look, we got more than we have when we spent it. I said, this is what happens when you put your eyes on the harvest and you get all this other, all this other stinking thinking out of your mind and you say, man, God, you told me you would bless me and therefore I'm sowing until you bless me right here. God will bring it on your life. Hallelujah. Play something soft with me real, Trey. Then I'm about done. I was in my office earlier. I about released this word earlier, but I felt the Lord say, don't do it. And now I feel the okay. I said, Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to do today through this message? He said, tell my people I'm wanting to bring them out of striving. Out of striving. Do you realize that striving, tra trace it back to the garden. When Adam and Eve fell, the Lord said, now, from now on, you will till the land by the sweat of your brow. He said, man entered into a, entered into a, a time of striving. And God said, but you got to understand, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says, he who hung on a tree is cursed. That means he became the curse. Why did he become the curse? So I ain't got to be the curse. God is saying, church, let me bring you into my rest. 
See, I had to teach all that to bring this word. Let me bring you into my rest. Let me do the heavy lifting. I said, I said, Lord, tell me what that means. He says, tell them all I've asked them to do. Have faith and obey. Do you realize that what you're believing God for, to unlock it is through faith and obedience? Well, don't I have to do this and don't I have to do that and don't I have to do nothing? Wait, 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 wait. Have faith and obey. These two will begin to unlock something in you. Glory be to God. Have faith and obey. Stop arguing with it. Don't you know you can't out-argue God? Stop arguing with it. Hallelujah. I feel like testifying. Can I get a, one more testimony out in the house of God? I already made that crack about the chicken anyway, so. God willing, here soon, we're going to do some kind of ground we're going to try to break some ground down there in a Forsyth campus that they cannot melt another person down and pour it in the, in the building they, they can yeah y'all can give God praise for that can't melt another person down and pour it in there I give God glory for that there's, that, there's never been a Pentecostal church make it in, in Monroe County and we down there kicking the devil straight up in the teeth we down there walking high amen we high stepping on this thing glory be to God we're sitting in our board meeting saying, say, I'm, I'm, I'm giving church, I'm giving you to some privileged information. I pray you can help. I, you, this, this, you have the faith to handle stuff like this. We're sitting in the board meeting two months ago. And because the rise of building material, y'all know the building material then went, just went crazy, right? It was like somebody put a picture of a toothpick on Facebook talking about, you know, this went my check or something. I don't know, but anyway. You, you turn around picking your teeth with your check amen so the price we got a year and a half ago to, 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 before COVID and everything to, to, to try to build down there the price we got was here but then we, we went back to the table and then it was like double if not triple we said man what are we going to do about this because you know the, the church can only handle so much and so 10% of everything you give here other than missions 10% of everything you give we sow outside to another ministry y'all know that around here because I will never ask you to do something we won't ever we take 10% as a board sow it out we took a seed and we said we're believing for favor in our Forsyth building we need favor and pricing because we can't do what's, what's already being sent there. Pastor Harold called me. He said, Pastor, I was talking to this man. He done got saved full of the Holy Ghost in the church down there. Anyway, he said, I was talking to him. 
and we went back and we were pricing the building out and he came back with a price on his labor and we got the price from the building and he said in two months it has dropped a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars not a hundred and sixteen dollars a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars We sowed a seed as by my board as my witness. Said, Lord, we need favor. We need some help in this thing. All we want to do is reach more people. Can't put nobody else in the building. We sowed a seed in faith. And in two months, Pastor Antoine. said watch this hallelujah sometimes when I see his goodness like that might yes stay right there Trey sometimes when I see his goodness like that man I just I don't have nothing else to say man church this is what I'm trying to bring you to this is what God is speaking in me. He, he's saying, I got immediately moments. I was sitting there thinking, we're going to have to do this, do this, and maybe we might be able to take it down right here, take it down right there. And God said, just get out of the way and sow a seed. Just get out of the way and sow a seed and watch. Watch what I can do with your faith and your obedience. And I don't, know about the, I don't know about the other houses of worship. I can't answer for them. I pray that they're in the same place. I can't answer for them. But I can answer for this one. <laughs> the Lord has us by in this ministry. Taking us by the hand. Say, I'm escorting you to Goshen land. I know it's been dry for a moment. And I know you've been out there in a famine time, but you didn't know Joseph was working some stuff out the whole time. And therefore, I got you and I'm bringing you into a land of Goshen where things are going to pour out for you. And though you may see it happening on Egypt, and though you may see it happening on other, it will not come by you. Trust in me, says the Spirit of the Lord, and I will pour out my goodness upon you and your family and your children and your health and your wealth and your marriage. He says trust in me and they'll make a distinction between you and the world because my glory will be upon your life. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com